everybody, it's the interview queen, Alicia Toot here, and you are currently listening to and obviously enjoying Queen's Court. Hi, I'm the Asian sensation Kanji. You're listening to Queen's Court. Hi guys, this is the Queen of Queen's Massage talking, and I am so happy to introduce you to the Queen's Court. All right, everyone, welcome to this week's episode of Queen's Court, the new beginning. Right here with you, girl, the queen of any, but I am not alone, as I have hyped since Sunday. I have a very special guest with me today, the man himself, Mr. Conrad Cushman of Everything Pro Wrestling Podcast. Dude, what's up, buddy? Chilling, queen. What is going on? I feel like this should, this is a long time in the making. <laughs> like the same way (laughs) it's only taking us forever to have a little chat here but i'm super glad that it's happening and i'm so thankful that you agreed to come talk some new japan with me buddy hell yeah i love new japan pro wrestling i feel like i'd never get enough time to talk about it (laughs) right especially when you know we've had such a wrestle kingdom this year and I just felt like, wow, it just kicked off 2020 in such a special way. And there's just so much to break down, I feel like, ever since then. Yeah, there, this was a, a really uh, good show. I don't know what I was expecting. I think I was expecting it to just kind of be like one of those, ah, okay. And then they really hyped it up with uh, some of the matches that they started promoting, even at Wrestle Kingdom. So this was really, really good, I thought. Yeah, I thought so, too. Like you, I was a little like, ooh, trepidatious. Like, I don't know how I'm going to feel about this. Like, it's going to be, oh, okay, we're we're making our way here, <laughs> whatever. But actually, I really liked a lot of these matches, and um, I, I was pumped. They, they really were hyping up the, you know, Mox and Suzuki, and then they added all these wonderful, fun little things. They teased, of course, Kenta coming out, uh, and that whole drama that he left poor Naito in. Finally, the man finally gets a win, Conrad. He finally gets it, and he gets two belts. And there's Kenta spoiling it at all. <laughs> it's it's the story that always has to have something else happen, though. It's the never-ending story, pro wrestling. I'm telling you. Craziness. But I was really excited about this show. Um, you know, they had teased that they were going to give us some announcements. And uh, we'll definitely get to that, because that's a huge thing that they're they're dropping. But uh, we'll get to that a little bit later. we got to start off with the fact that uh, it was a four-hour show, just about. Um, as expected with this uh, beautiful little new beginnings. But I don't know. Did it feel like a a new beginning to you? Because that's, you know, the the name of the pay-per-view. I was thinking about that the other day. I'm like, hmm, does it feel like a new beginning for New Japan? Maybe it feels like a new beginning for some people. But I don't know if I felt like it overall. I'd love to hear your thoughts on that. I think when you hear new beginning, the first thing I always think of is kind of like the reset button on all the feuds. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, It's what... How do I want to put this? It's what kind of backlash used to be until they kind of started, you know, doing WrestleMania rematches. Like, WrestleMania used to be the main show everybody would go to. Afterwards, it's like, okay, reset. Let's start all all over. Let's get some fresh feuds going, and then we'll work towards whatever next year's Mania is. And I feel like New Japan's kind of doing the same thing with their Mm -hmm. long-term booking. They want to get into this, okay, we're going to match up some different people Uh, People are going to be in some different realms for a little bit. Uh, Like, look at Okada's positioning now. It's kind of weird to see him not in the main event scene. He was just kind of, I I don't want to say it horribly, but he was just kind of there in this one. And we all know how great he is, and he will eventually get back to there. But for now, he's taking a back seat to let some other people kind of rise up and tell their stories. And I'm intrigued by a lot of the other stories that are going on that we're going to probably get into when we talk about everything. But um, I don't take it as a literal new beginning for the company. I think it's just for certain people who they are trying to tell the stories for. Yeah, I think that's a really good perspective and way to explain it. Because, you know, like you said, you hear that name, you think about something else. But I, I think the biggest glaring thing that was like, hello, we're in a new lane right now is is our boy Okada. But I'm not too worried. I'm sure he'll be back soon enough. But yeah, like you, I'm feeling the new things that they have going on, different people in different positions. I'm really liking where Osprey's going with with uh, Zach. We'll talk about that. And there's so much else to kind of unpack here. So let's start with this A-Man tag team match. Now, you know, New Japan kind of gives us these little 
little matches here to kind of roll us through the pay-per-views. And this was one of them. They did advertise it as uh, one of them's final matches in the Osaka Joe Hall, if I do remember correctly, um, which is really exciting for him. And I guess this is his retirement year, I believe. That's what they were trying to tell us, right? I think so. What I understood from it was it was Nakanishi's last match in Osaka where right. he started. So I feel like he's not done just yet. I feel like he's got maybe a match or two left, but this was kind of his farewell to Osaka. Like, this is where it all started. This is right. a big deal. Because I saw it on the t-shirts, too, when they came out. I saw that, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so uh, it, it was interesting what they what they were doing with them. It seems like a lot of the old guard is leaving New Japan. Yeah, I was just going to say that with this match. And then, you know, of course, oh, Liger at, at uh, Wrestle Kingdom. Oh, boy, that was a moment, huh? And, don't make uh, the tears flow. Don't I know. I'm just like, don't even go there, Queen. Don't even go. <laughs> <laughs> I know. It's awful. But, like, exciting, but awful, too. Um, Yeah, it seems like we're getting a changing of the guard a little bit here. And, uh, yeah, I, I do. I remember the T-shirts. And then I, re- I thought Kevin Kelly said something like coming up is going to be like the, the actual last match. So that was kind of interesting. And um, I guess we're ushering out the old and saying goodbye and, and welcoming the new. That's kind of what this match felt like to me. Well, you know, it's just an eight man tag. It wasn't anything super special. What did, what did you think about it? Um, it was a traditional New Japan Legends kind of tag match. Mm-hmm. I, I feel bad because this is kind of a staple of what they do with the Legends. And I get it. Some of these guys have been around for a while and people still want to see them. I, I right. feel like this is what I want them to do with other Legends and other companies. Mm-hmm. Um, they can't work as well, but people still want to see the entrances. They kind of want to pop like, hey, there's Tenzan. Remember him? And um, right. oh, there's Nakanishi. I remember him from back in the day. And people want to see those guys. So why? Why not put them in a tag match, limited bumps, they kind of get their spots in, and then they go. It's not, I, I don't have an issue with it. It's just kind of what we're used to starting off the shows with. We're not getting the rumbles like we were probably right. a year or two ago. We're kind of now getting these kind of, these are the legends. And if they're on their way out, I have no problem with them doing this. Yeah, I, I actually like this presentation a lot better. Like you were you were saying, I wish this is what would go on elsewhere. It gives us that feel good moment of the of the pop. You know, the crowd was really into them. They got to do their spots and everyone cheered and their entrances. That's kind of what I wish I would see elsewhere. <laughs> I'd be like, yes, I got my moment. I heard the music. I feel good. We're gonna do a nice little spot, and in seven minutes, I'm all done and and we move on. Uh, it was enjoyable. It was fun. Uh, I could tell the crowd was obviously way more into it because they. Obviously, love these guys. So that was pretty much how we got warmed up here, which led us into this uh, Rapungi 3K show and yo with a, a hurt show. Uh, very interesting. Of course, Rocky Romero comes out with them and uh, facing Kanemaru and El Desperado. So interesting for uh, for the uh, tag team. Uh, championships, the junior heavyweight, excuse me, tag team championships. Um, I expected Shonyo to retain here, but I feel like things have been bouncing a lot back and forth. And I know, you know, a lot of frustration us New Japan fans have with their tag team division is um, the lack of new blood and it constantly being on one team or another team and no real building and no real investment. Um, But I actually thought this was a little more hard hitting than I was expecting. Yeah, they they spent a lot of the story of the match was really like Show's knee, right? And how they were just gonna uh, work that over because it was previously injured and everything else. But uh, I expressed the same frustration as you and a lot of fans on Twitter and everywhere else. The tag team divisions are not great. But going into this show versus Wrestle Kingdom, I feel like in the back of my mind, I know that some good things could be coming. Sure. Due to the relationships that are starting to blossom between some of these other companies, uh, Ring of Honor, NWA, these guys are all starting to work together. And I say, why not take advantage of the talent that is there and put them in some of these divisions and have them compete for the titles? I, I just think you could mix it up. Imagine if uh, they develop a relationship with an AEW. TH2 is not really being used too well. The hybrid, excuse me, aren't being used too well in AEW. You could put them over here and have them go against Show and Yo. That would be an interesting matchup, in my opinion. 
You know, you bring up a great point here. I think it'd be an excellent way for them to utilize their partnerships that they have already and that they could potentially have down the road to kind of fill this void. This is my biggest complaint with New Japan. It's the, really the only thing that I don't like is that I love tag team wrestling and that's just not, it's not what I turn on New Japan for. And I know that and that's fine. Like there's some tag teams I really like. I mean, I like Show and Yo. They're, they're fun, but I love G.O.D. They're my favorite. Uh, and I would just like to see that put in with and uh, with um, their tag divisions with other tag divisions. And I think you bring up a great point with AEW eventually, if they can repair that bridge, Conrad, I don't know uh, if it's going to be in the near term or uh, in our near future, but I think it would be nice. It would help us people who love tag team wrestling to kind of see this uh, get a little jolt to the system. Yeah. And, and you can go through any of those tag divisions a- anywhere. That's basically not WWE and just, sure insert a team that you love right now against another tag team heavyweight or junior heavyweight division and i think that could really spruce up new japan's roster if they start working with some of these other people it'll help those matches and give some more interest and intrigue to them but um yeah but rapungi 3k in this one i thought they did an excellent job i just felt like the same like you said this has been something we've seen time and time again kind of with these two teams uh not that it was bad. They did some hard-hitting stuff, and it wasn't a bad match at all. Just, I've seen it. Yeah. And it's it was, you know, just over 16 minutes long. And I felt myself at about the 10-minute, 11-minute mark going, I think I'm good. Like, we could end it here, and I'd be fine. And it went on, I felt like, just a little bit too long because of the fact that it's it's same old, same old. Um, I think the only thing that was kind of fun at the end was, of course, when Taguchi came out to ask Romero if he would, you know, come together as the mega coaches and challenge for the title. So, I mean, there was that. What was your take on uh, on those two getting together? I like it. I think that it, it provides a different matchup, exactly what I was just yeah. angry about when I was watching it. I was like, man, they really need to do something different. I'm like, oh, wait a minute. They're going to have Taguchi team up with Rocky Romero as the coaches? I'm like, I like this. This is cool. Uh, even if it's just a one-time matchup, I think that's just something new. It's different and the tag divisions need that. And, um, I think Rapunky 3k will have fun, uh, working with their, their manager basically and Rocky Romero. So I like it. I think it's a good move. I am. I'm I'm cool with it too. It's kind of fun. It's playful. You know, those two, uh, Rocky and Taguchi can really kind of feed off of one another and their different personas and come together as their coach, you know, these coaches. I thought that was kind of cute. Uh, and, you know, I think it'll be fun. I think you're right. I think Rapungi 3K is going to have a good time and Rocky and Taguchi should have a good time. And, and probably it's going to be a one-off or at least uh, a short-term feud, perhaps. But I kind of like it. It seemed kind of friendly competition and a little bit different than what we're kind of used to seeing, which is, again, same old, same old. <laughs> so I'll take it. I will take it. Um, speaking of tag issues, we're just going to keep rolling because this uh, this next eight-man tag was full of our tag team drama on the heavyweight side. Um, of course, we have Finn Juice, Juice and David Finlay, uh, with Tanahashi and Kota Ibushi, who are Tanabushi. <laughs> that's a thing now, too. Uh, versus the Bullet Club, of course, of G.O.D., Chase Owens, and Takahashi. Um so, G.O.D. just got the championships back. They can't seem to get the big one at Wrestle Kingdom, Conrad. Why not? It's a you curse, know, man. <laughs> when you have the power of Haku in you, sometimes you have to accept what you're given and accept oh, what Lord. happens. You know, um, I, I absolutely love the swag that Tamatanga has. I use his gif a lot when we're talking about New Japan Pro Wrestling just because he's such an entertaining person, even with the smack talk and everything else. Uh, I'm a big fan of Gorillas of Destiny. Absolutely love these dudes. And in my opinion, Tamatanga is probably up there for if Bullet Club ever had to have another leader. Uh, it's between him and Kenta, in my opinion, ever. Like, if Jay White's not there, those are the top two guys I would be listening to. Oh, 100%. I think you're totally right. Um, it's kind of funny that, you know, he's been an OG in Bullet Club, and now here we are. He's never been in charge. And I, I kind of like him where he is, but it would be really interesting to see a Bullet Club run by Tamatanga. Yeah, I think he has single star written all over him. I don't, yeah. I don't, I don't want to put Tonga Loa down either like he's <laughs> horrible or something, but Tamatanga is it, man. I see big things for him. 
I, I do too. And I, I like, we, we vibe a little bit on, on our boy Tama here because I feel the same way about his swag. Like I, my goal in life is to be as cool as Tamataga is. <laughs> like, I just want to walk into a room and dance like that and just ooze complete confidence all day, every day. <laughs> I don't know that I'd say the same things that he does, but <laughs> I will take the swag. <laughs> Tamatanga is one of my favorite people to watch. Um, yeah, I think I was fun. showing someone New Japan when they, I think it was the G1 Supercard show, and the yeah. things that come out of their mouths, I think they forgot they weren't in Japan at one point. And I'm just like, dude, you cannot say that. You are in the United States, and I know what you just said. Like, in Japan, you can obviously get away with some of the things that they say, but I was just like, whoa, whoa. Um, but I, I, I love G.O.D., man. I do too. They're the best. And I love Bullet Club, but I'm going to ask you something about Bullet Club. So we'll circle back to that. But let's talk about this match a little bit. Uh, Juice, whom I cannot, I cannot take seriously in his outfits. Like I just, you got, I can't. <laughs> this is a wrestling fashion moment. Shout out to our boy JPQ because Lord, geez, I, I you know, you're not Hiromu and I, and I just can't do it, buddy. I, I don't hate you. I just, I can't stand it. I do, however, like David Finlay quite a lot. Um, this was a quick match. This was like barely under 11 minutes long. That kind of flew by compared to the Rapunky 3K uh, match we just saw previously. Uh, you know, and we got some things going on in this match. It was kind of fast. Uh, Tanahashi came out with this hair that Lord Conrad, I don't know if it was the ocean, but it had all the waves in it. And I didn't know what was going on. <laughs> had he has the best hair in the business. I, it did a little bit. It had me feel a little seasick. I was, I didn't hate it. I just was like, well, this is a look. Like we're okay. Let's own this. We'll, we'll do that. Um, I, I, it was interesting. It felt very seventies to me on that side of, on that side of the ropes. But, um, the real story I think here is that Tana got the win here for the pin, and it kind of sets up. Tanabushi versus G.O.D. But also we have Finjuice. Both have equal kind of claims here now, Conrad. And and I'm I'm wondering what you think we see. Who's going to get the first shot? Ah, oh, man. See, this huh. is one of those moments to where I don't want to say that we're going to see like a, a four-corner tag or something. But I also feel like we may see a four-corner tag. Because Finn Juice, I don't know why they did this so weird at Wrestle Kingdom. Uh, I did predictions with JPQ, shout out yep. to him. And I did not see Finn Juice winning this at all. Um, I thought G.O.D. would retain, go on to have the longest reign, most defenses in a while, you know, all of the the big stuff. But they surprised us. Finn Juice gets the win. I said, okay, they're probably going to let Finn Juice rock for a little bit to let them do something. And then G.O.D. wins the belts right back. So I feel like Finn Juice has to get another opportunity. But personally, uh, I want to see Tanabushi, as you uh, said. <laughs> I want to see these guys um, go in there and mix it up with G.O.D., uh, Tanahashi is, I don't, I want to say this respectfully. Go ahead. Uh, he's getting up there. Mm -hmm. He's, he's not the same Tanahashi as he was two years ago, even, but I think Ibushi, there's a story to tell with him too. In all of this, him losing at Wrestle Kingdom, how does he find the way to get back into that main event scene? And he's kind of on a, a mini excursion <laughs> himself with, okay, we're going to take a trip over to the tag division because that needs beefing up. And you can sure. tell stories in tag matches still. So this looks fun. If I had to choose, though, I, I feel so my my money's telling me we're going to see like a four corners tag match. My heart's telling me what I want to see is. Tanahashi Nabushi versus G.O.D. Yeah, and I got a feeling you might be right with that gut feeling there. Uh, I don't know. I just feel like it's something they're going to do. <laughs> but I, I, like you, am very confused about this whole thing because I was like, okay, G.O.D. are going to finally, finally win at Wrestle Kingdom. Nope, okay, we're giving it to Finn Juice because, okay, this is the thing we're doing. All right. And I, like you, thought that, all right, well, they're going to roll with it for a little bit. Maybe G.O.D. is going to take a little bit of a step down. And then they get them back, Conrad, and I'm, like, confused. And now I don't know what to do because now they have two claims. And I I, I really want Tanabushi just to go one-on-one. -on -one. Also, shout-out to Kota Ibushi because this man, like, had the flu or influenza and, like, had a nasty, like, viral stomach problem, infection. 
and like was running 104 fever like within the past two weeks. I can't even say what he had. Like I, I don't even know what it is. Yeah, it's it's a very like rare yeah. flu infection type thing that he got. But Kota Ibushi's a tough sob though too. Like yeah. Yeah, I'm not messing with anybody who falls on their neck like that and still finishes matches and he gets sick and he's back right away. The dude is a machine, in my opinion. He's a real cyborg, if you have to sure. ask me. But um, yeah, he did he did his thing in this match. I think they did really good in the pacing of this match. It wasn't as long as the other one, but I really like the uh you you're in the match, and then all of a sudden, boom, here comes another guy jumping in to double drop kick people down. And they were just moving like boom, 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 boom. And I loved I just loved the pacing of this. I don't know, it just yeah. felt so much better. It did. It felt so much better than the previous match. I totally agree with you. And, you know, as we mentioned earlier, Tana got the pin here. So Bullet Club loses. Man, Bullet Club, this is what I want to ask you because you know how much I love Bullet Club. But right now, I feel like we're on a downward trend, buddy. I feel like we're not doing well. (laughs) We're just, like, tanking. We're losing everything. We lost everything that we had at Wrestle Kingdom. And then we got a little bit back now. But it's like, I don't know. What's going on with Bullet Club? I feel like they can't get it together. I feel like they're at a, a past stance a little bit. Yeah. Uh, I feel like they, they they could be doing a switch. I've been, me and uh, my buddy Rob, who does the shows with me sometimes, we've been talking about this for a little bit. Mm-hmm. I feel like something's going to happen to where something's going to turn really bad in Bullet Club. I don't know if that means Kenta's getting kicked out. I don't know if that means that Jay White's getting kicked out, but something's got to give eventually with these guys. And I feel like there's a lot of blame going around when they lose and when things just don't go right. Um, and we'll talk about it throughout this show, obviously, but yeah, I just feel like they need something new. I mean, they, they teased that new logo. And when they I saw did. it, it reminded me of Bret Hart's like hockey logo from his, uh, hockey jerseys when he had a team and Cal- yeah. just, it, it just looked weird. And I'm like, well, what does this mean? What, what are they going to do? I don't know. What do you think about it? I hate the new logo. No offense. Like, I don't, I don't think it's horrible. I just don't like it. It doesn't scream bullet club. But then again, what is Bullet Club? Are we? And it signifies to me like we're, we're going to be in a new phase here. And uh, I said I tweeted this out right after this match. I said, is it just me, or do I feel like we're in a, for a leadership change? I feel like something's coming, and I feel like it's Jay White leaving to go do his own thing because he already is doing his own thing. I feel like. You, you know another thing though too. What about yeah. the factions? Like as as right. a as a whole. I mean, I'm gonna be honest. Suzuki Goon. I love them, but do you take them as serious? There's only two guys I take serious in that faction. You got Bullet mm-hmm. Club; they're in shambles a little bit. Is Chaos really a thing? I feel like they just Is come. Chaos together ever to a fight thing? People. Yeah, they they just come together <laughs> to fight people. What 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 is this? I know. I mean, honestly, I feel like they don't need it. You could still have your alliances without having the factions, but maybe maybe I don't know. Maybe that's how they like it. Yeah, I mean it's definitely their you know their tradition, especially. But it's not 2016 anymore, Conrad. That's the thing. Now we're in 2020. Things are so different. The layout of the roster is different. Yeah, you still have some of the same big heavy hitters, but a lot of people have exited. <laughs> and uh, if you believe the rumors, so is someone else uh, who's part of Suzuki Goon there, Mr. Archer. Everybody dies. So you know it's like. It's a little weird right now. And, you know, when, when you and JPQ and Mags were talking about uh, the lead into Wrestle Kingdom and you were talking a little bit about, like, this um, uh, return to basics with New Japan, I feel like they are doing that. But at the same time, some of the things that we're used to, I feel like they're shifting. There's an undercurrent under all of this stuff that I feel like we're going to see some changes coming, I don't know, maybe even by the summer. Yeah. Yeah, that would be uh, different to see, like – an implosion or what here's the crazy thing when you trust booking you're just gonna go with whatever happens and that's one of the beautiful things with new japan i have enough trust in them that i'm like Mm -hmm. you know what i'm gonna i'm gonna let you lead the way yeah i'm I'm here i'll drink the water i'm drinking the kool-aid you just tell me what you're doing show me what you're gonna do uh they haven't steered me wrong yet so i'm still rocking with them on this yeah, me too. I trust in Gato, and, and I will just keep doing it, and uh, we'll see what happens. But speaking of weird things, and we're just going to have to trust it, uh, there's Okada teaming with Will Ospreay versus uh, Mr. Zack Sabre Jr. there in Taichi. Um, you know, Taichi. 
Oh, buddy. Um, I, listen, I don't hate him as much as I hate uh, Yoshihashi. I can't stand Yoshihashi at all. Same. But Taichi is like, I know, right? But Taichi, I feel like he's another one. There's really no gray area with the man. You're either really into it or you just really aren't. But I find myself in a weird position. Because how how do you go, I don't know if it was last week or the week before he went 30 minutes with Okada. How is that possible? What is life in 2020, Conrad? What's going on? I, I, I like the backstory with Tai Chi and Okada. And, and that was something that I really didn't get to until I was listening to the uh, commentary team really this yeah. time. Tell the story of how they started the same day. And it's kind of weird how they went to like opposite paths like... Okada jumped in front of everyone and he became a main event player and he's looked at as one of the greatest, some people say the greatest of all time in the mm. ring, period. And then you have Tai Chi who's kind of just been, he's a solid performer and me personally, I ask the question on Twitter all the time, why do you hate Tai Chi? And not <laughs> too many people can really answer it because I don't hate the guy. I think he's a solid performer in the ring. Right. I just don't understand. Is it the gimmick? I just ask people what it is that they hate about him and there's usually never really a good answer in my opinion that I've seen. You ever just see somebody and you're just like, I just don't, I can't with you. Like whatever it is, I don't know if it's your face, I don't know if it's the way you talk, I don't know if it's just the way you carry yourself, but I just, I can't. You're like, we're not going to be, we're not going to be boys, you know what I mean? Like, we're not going to be good with each other. Like, we'll be civil and it'll be fine and I'll respect you from afar, but like, we're never going to be friends. That's how I feel about Tai Chi. <laughs> I, I guess I can understand that, if if that's how people feel. Like I said, there's to me, there's worse people to dislike on uh, New Japan's roster, Yoshiashi, but, uh, for oh, no reason, so... Fuck Yoshiashi. I can't stand <laughs> that guy, Conrad. He just, that's the, that's the worst. But I don't hate Tai Chi either. I just don't love the guy. That's where I'm at. Yeah, right. I, I, I can I can understand. I just try to understand. That's it. And we're trying to understand here. But uh, this was a little interesting. I guess this was really a tale of two different stories in the same match, right? You know, Okada and Tai Chi, Osprey and Zack. As, uh, you know, Osprey's going to be challenging for that beautiful little British belt over there. That's going to be a very interesting little little matchup. What do you think about that coming up? I, I think that told a great story, too, that that's the belt that's always eluded Will Osprey. Mm-hmm. So they're trying to get – I feel like they're trying to elevate him slowly Yep. with, okay, well, you could be the British heavyweight champion. Let's see how you do with that first before we just, you know, put you in the world title picture because that's where he wants to be, obviously. He wants to show that he is one of the best. And Zack Sabre Jr., I feel mm. like this dude does not get enough credit. Um, this is going to sound like a cheap, cheap way to uh, give him a lot of credit. He reminds me of William Regal in the early WCW days when he was the television champion, though. Like, I loved uh, Steven Regal, I guess we'll call him, for when he, back then, television champion. He put on great matches, and he just never got the real respect he deserved. And I think Zack Sabre Jr. is the same way. This dude is so innovative. He is just a wrestler. Like, if you want to watch wrestling in the ring, guys actually putting on the graps, as uh, many people like to say, he's the guy you want to watch because he is putting people to sleep with unique sleepers. He can pen you. He can fold you up like a pretzel. He can do so many things. And uh, I really respect his style. So I think we're going to see some great matches with Osprey and ZSJ. I think so, too. I totally agree with what you just said there. And, I, and what I think is a lot of fun about Zach is I would actually love to see him lead Suzuki-Goon. I think he'd be an excellent leader. He talks so well. Every time I see him in the pressers that are afterwards, I'm like, dang, man, you're really good on the mic. And I feel like that doesn't get enough credit. Like, when you watch him perform, I feel like everyone's like, yeah, I really like him. And then, like, they kind of fades away because there's other people to like pay attention to. Uh, I, I think this is going to be something really special to watch. And I think there's something big, you know, I th- well, I don't think there is. I, I think there could be something big for, for ZSJ coming soon. I, I just feel like he needs something else to do. He's just so interesting to watch wrestle because he's so dang good at it. Yeah. I think he's, I think he's um, surpassed being British heavyweight champion for Rev Pro. Yeah. He, just, he doesn't need it at this point. And I think the weird thing, Queen, when we were talking about what didn't feel right and everything else is I think the title division sometimes. I want to mm. see different people mix it up in different divisions. I don't want to see uh, ZSJ just stay in that division. Let him go for the IC. Let yeah, him why go not? for different belts. You know what I mean? 
Uh, same thing with uh, the Stone Pitbull, man. He's oh. stuck in that never open weight title all the time. Ishii is better than that. I think Ishii should be in the world heavyweight and intercontinental title picture. I don't I, disagree with you. And I know Mags, who's listening right now, would all love this conversation. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. I just, I don't know. I just want to see some of these guys do different things and just be featured differently. And I don't understand why they are where they are. Maybe that's where they want to be, and I just don't get it, but... Yeah, I, I I would love to see some new blood mix it up. I totally agree with you on that one. This was an interesting match. Uh, our boy little Okada is just kind of chilling where where he is right now. And as long as the pants don't come back, I think I'll be fine. <laughs> but you never know, Conrad. I could be crying again over him hiding the thighs. <laughs> <laughs> as long as as long as the shorts don't get any shorter, man, because someone's eating oh, rainmakers Lord. when that happens. <laughs> no kidding. Speaking of uh, interesting costumes, here comes Jay White and Sonata. Sonata's got a really cool looking uh, mask there. I love his new out his outfit that he debuted a little while ago, but that that blue and yellow really pops. I just wish Sonata would pop a little bit more, man. I don't I don't know what to say about this guy. He's like your steady, kind of old reliable dude, and like what are we gonna get out of Sonata anytime soon? Are we ever going to get anything out of Sonata? They teased this whole thing last year, Conrad, and now we got nothing. Uh, so here, this, the problem with this match is when I did my preview for it, I kind of felt like both guys needed the win. And I hate when they sure. book themselves into these corners like this. And it happens in all across pro wrestling now. You, there's something at stake. Two guys need to win. So right. I looked at it as who needs to win more. And this was another one I said – if my money was on the line, I'm picking Jay White. If my heart's telling me who to pick, I'm going with Sonata because that's who I want to see win. And um, they teased a really good spot in this because someone had mentioned uh, if Sonata wins, he's going to do his uh, like the O'Connor roll where he folds himself back. And he did oh, that yeah. in the match, and my heart jumped like out of my chest. Like, he's about to win like that. And then uh, it was a near fall, though. But. Jay White needed the victory more for what we were talking about with Bullet Club earlier. Sure. Jay White is also someone who is in contention for one of the top heels in pro wrestling. Note that the way I said it. In pro wrestling, Jay White is one of the top heels. And I think he needed this win to he, – he, he climbed down back into the Intercontinental title range. And I think we all know Jay White should be in that heavyweight picture. Oh, I think so too. I mean, what a year he had last year. How many people on the top, tippity top of their roster did he beat? I mean, he beat everybody. So it's almost. So it's like, God, like, what are we doing with Jay White? But, you know, they're telling the story with Naito right now. And now they did this Kenta thing. I don't know. I feel like, why isn't Jay White more mad at Kenta? Is that just me? Because I feel like I'd be like, bro, like, excuse me? Did you see what I just went through on Wrestle Kingdom weekend? That had nothing to do with you. Step back. You know? I feel like yeah. we should be seeing some heat, but we're not. Yeah, and, and it just makes me wonder what's going to happen after this when you're watching this match. Yeah. Jay White is – he's got to take the bull by the horns, but I figure he got this victory because he is going to be one of those guys who faces Naito later on, maybe at Dominion. Yeah, oh, good call, good call. Yeah, yeah, so I figured that's why Jay White got this victory here, and I think Sonata is the slow, the slow, steady game. We we know how this is. I uh, know. We said trusting Gato. So I think it's going to be the steady game. And I think before the year is out, we could see Sonata with the Intercontinental Championship. Ooh, Conrad. Let me tell you. If that happens, I will be one happy queen. I would like to see him with that belt. I think it makes sense. And what I love about Sonata the most is I know some people don't like the way that he works or everything else that he mm. does. I love the mask. He's He reminds me of Muda so much. And uh, Muda is one of my absolute favorites. And the moonsault, I know he does all that stuff. And in TNA, they had him doing, or Impact, whatever it was at the time, they had him doing, like, the Muda face paint gimmick and everything else. Sonata uh, is better than that. I like Sonata being his own person, but he still has that crisp style that isn't super high fly but he gets the job done. And that, yeah. I, I just appreciate that when I watch him wrestle. I do, too. I, I always love a really solid, reliable worker. Like, I know they're going to come out and they're going to give me a good match. And what I like about Sonata, too, like, think about his match with Zack Sabre Jr. in the G1 just this past, you know, 2019. And uh, some of the best chain wrestling of the year, in my opinion. And now 
look at him with Jay White. It's also a great match, but totally different. And, and that's something I appreciate about Sonata. He can kind of fit himself in, in, in ways that I don't think everyone on this roster can. There's a few of them that can, but I feel like him, uh, I don't know. I, I just wish they'd give him some more and, and we're going to trust. I'm going to follow your lead there, buddy. We're going to trust Gato. I'm going to keep saying it to remind myself because I start to get a little anxious, but it's okay. It's okay. I like this match. It was fun. Um, that sleeper suplex from Jay was like, oh, Lord. Love yeah, it. Yeah, that, that was a big turnaround point in the mm, match, too. Sure was. It was beautiful to see. Um, and, you know, and, and Jay White wins. And I'm excited to see what's up for him. Now, this match that was next for the Junior Heavyweight Championship was like 582 days in the making. I was waiting for this for forever. All of us were waiting for this, I feel like. It was crazy to see them face-to-face again. Of course, I'm talking about Hiromu, Takahashi, Ryu Lee. Holy crap. This was 23, almost 24 minutes of absolute pure madness. As if we expected anything less, I don't think so. But that spot where Lee just dove out onto Hiromu on the barrier slash table thing, I just was like, what are you guys doing? Are you guys crazy? Are you guys crazy? You're absolutely reckless. But I, like, love it, but I hate it at the same time. Because I don't want him to go out hurt again, Conrad. I agree with you on that. The uh, the oh. railing doomsday that they did, like, through the table. Yes. Holy shit, guys. Uh, like, pump your brakes. I know that you've been waiting for this match like we have. But calm your shit. Um, Kevin Kelly said it best. They bring out the best and worst in each other. And I don't think he meant worse like they're going to have a bad match. I think he meant worse like in you guys are going so hard that somebody could get hurt. Like, you guys got to take it easy with some of the stuff you're doing. They're so good, though. They're so so good. good. You know, it's not many people and not many matches that you can sit me in front of where they have five minutes of straight chops and I will love every minute. Because normally after a while, I see a lot of chops and I'm like, okay, let's move on. Let me give it some action. Mm -mm, This was perfect. And it's just because it's them and what it meant and the reason they were doing it. And they were bruised and purple and red all over the place. It was insane. And that was the first five minutes of this almost 24-minute match. Like, what was happening in this match for you? What were we thinking when you were watching it? Um. To start in the beginning, the chops really signified, I think, respect. Mm. It, it showed respect, but this is a serious feud, too. Like, sometimes you could take Takahashi as, like, ah, ha, ha, ha. But this time, I think it was, no, I'm serious right now. I'm going to uh, beat your ass for what you did to me. And <laughs> I think Dragon Lee was trying to defend his position. I didn't do it to hurt you, but I'm going to defend myself if you do this. And the chops just signified, like, we're going to go at it back and forth. And there's still enough respect between each other that it wasn't turning into strikes. But they, they also showed the physicality with the bruises on their chest. The... The rail doomsday, I lost my shit. I'm not going to lie yeah. to you. Um, I, I was jumping up and down like, yo, never again, never again. But that was sweet, but never again. <laughs> and uh, it was really great. And I just thought back to how many times I predicted this match would happen since, uh, what was it, July 7th, 2018, I have in my notes. That's when the injury happened. And I have predicted this wrong so many times because I'm like, oh, next pay-per-view, Hiromu's coming out. Yeah. He's going to challenge Dragon Lee. And this is what's going to happen. Ant wrong. And then I would do it again. Ant wrong. And it was just over and over and over again. I'm like, I'm going to just stop guessing at this point. When he comes back and he's ready, it'll happen. And I thought we were going to get at Wrestle Kingdom 14. Wrong once again. But I'm so glad that we finally got to see this match. And um, the two time bombs, I, I think that's what he's calling. I can't remember the yeah, name. Yeah, time bomb. Yep. But the two time bombs that he used in this one, really great. The only bad thing I had in this match, and it has nothing to do with this match, period. It was the the fact of, I'm going to probably ruin some matches for people, but have you <laughs> noticed this steady, like, two finishers, and then the match ends? Yes. Like, kick out of one, and I'm like, oh, dude. And then the next one comes, like, right after, and then it's over. And I'm like, kid, I get it. It's a cool finish, but don't do it with every single person. It happened far too often on these last two shows with New Japan that I'm like, dude, Ease up on that a little bit. like. But then, once again, Okada won with one Rainmaker. But that was weird, too, to see. But I, I don't know. 
I didn't like the fact that it was like, hit your time bomb, the guy makes a little bit of a comeback, then you catch him again, and now it's over. Okay, now he's lost. Yeah, I can see what you mean by that. It was, it has been a little bit repetitive in terms of finishes for New Japan. I I also caught that, and I'm like, ugh, come on. I and And also, like, I don't know how I feel about a finisher being a finisher. I feel like in the right in the right set of circumstances, someone can kick out of your finisher, right? And it's like, oh shoot! Like, what do you have to do? You know, the the Michael Cole ism, if you will. What does he have to do to put him away? Oh my god, I hate that. But like at the same time, it's true. There are moments I feel like where that's necessary, and there's other moments I feel like when you hit your finisher, that that should be it. I don't know how you feel about that, but for me, I'm kind of like. I'm in the middle. I hate to be in the middle. I'm so wishy-washy sometimes. <laughs> well, I can't stand the uh, it's over, too, when someone hits the finisher before the pinfall even happens. Because now I'm like, you just told me he was kicking out. Like, don't do yeah. that. It's over right here. Um, You know what? I like the theory of Chris Hero. And I know some people don't like this. But I feel like you should be able to win with any move at any time. Ooh, okay. Hear me out. Hear me out. Okay. Why doesn't a drop kick end a match? It would, it would, when someone goes for a pin after a drop kick, it would make you wonder, is this it? Is this it? And you would get more into the uh, matches. You know who's done a great job with that? I think AEW. Oh I think yeah. Great job with different finishes to the point where I'm like, if I see a roll up, I'm like, is this it? Oh, that's his uh, signature maneuver. Is that it for this match? And you, you kind of just start believing into things a little bit more. So, like Cassius Ono said, why, why couldn't it be some guy loses off an elbow drop one match? It doesn't hurt you. You just lost a match. It's not a big deal. And it helps put over the fact that if you do get hit with the finisher or if something else happens, that the kickouts mean more. Yeah, I think that would be actually kind of cool. I just think they'd have to kind of change the mindset slowly of of people, A, but B, in the way that they book a match. Like, I mean, listen, if I got elbow dropped in the chest and I lost my breath, I probably wouldn't get up after three either. Right. You can make it more, uh, I don't, I hate to use the word believable, but you know what I mean. Uh, people can buy in, I guess, a little bit more, like to your point is what you're saying. But yes. I see where you're going with that. Interesting. Well, Hiromu lives another day. Thank God. <laughs> it wasn't crazy. Everything was fine. You know, I, I mean, it was fine after all of the crazy was what I meant to say. And uh, he was successful in defending his title. So that was great. And as if that madness wasn't enough, Conrad. Then we move into the U.S. Heavyweight Championship match. Moxley versus Suzuki. Now, before we even talk about it, when this was announced, what was your immediate reaction? Fuck yes. I'm sorry. (laughs) Um, I have been wanting to see this matchup since Moxley started going to New Japan. Yes. Um, it, it just makes sense, right? Like these two are brawling beast. It's just what people want to see. And Suzuki has a lot of those like dream match feels. Look at they just announced him and Orange Cassidy at was the Spring Break Four. Yep. <laughs> dude, people want to see that match. Like, dude, I wish I was going just so I could see that match. I don't care about anything else. Um, Moxley and Suzuki, exact same thing. I just wanted to see these two. Beat the hell out of each other. And uh, in my opinion, that is exactly what we got. And I'm going to bring up some fan stuff real quick. Uh, yeah. I, I know we both do the Fight TV giveaways. We do. And I asked what match people were most looking forward to. And easily in all the comments that I got, this dominated 90%. I would say it might have been over. 90% of the people said this was the match they were most looking forward to. Yep. And for a good reason, because I feel like your sentiment, what you just shared, is exactly what everybody else was thinking. Like, if John Moxley is coming to New Japan, there's one guy and one guy only that he needs to be opposite of, and that is Murder Grandpa. <laughs> Unquestionably, right? Um, another match that Suzuki is going to be doing over that crazy wrestling weekend. Uh, is versus Chris Dickinson from GCW and beyond. Um, oh. Yes. So the Dirty Daddy versus Murder Grandpa is going to happen. I, it's just like, uh, what is life? But this one, I, I was I was especially looking forward to. There was no acrobatics. There was nothing fancy in here. Just a straight fight. Nobody frightens me more 
than Minoru Suzuki. I'm terrified of him. Like, I'm I could have met I... him at times, and I was like, nah, I'm good. I'll just be respectful from afar. Like, I'm actually afraid of him. <laughs> have you ever seen his, like, preschool pictures? Yeah. I'm scared of that kid. I'm yeah. like, yo, this kid looks like he will bite your ankles, dude. What is wrong with this man? He's just a different, he's a different breed, that guy. Whenever he came down on that table, right, and he's on the ground laughing, I'm like, what, what is the matter with you? <laughs> but, like, in the best way possible, because it's so Suzuki. And and the crazy part is, his age, I would never believe it if you told me. Like, I if you were like, right? guess how old that dude is doing this? I, I would just start to guess, like, ah, oh, he probably looks old. He's probably 38, 40. Nope. This dude is 50 plus in there laughing at people, um, nailing them. Him and Moxley were absolutely crazy in this. The like imagine like punching someone in their shit, like right in the face, and they're laughing. Yep. How? How I'm does going, laugh? Come on, John. And I'm like, no, no, stop. <laughs> Someone's gonna die today. <laughs> stop. It's crazy. Absolute <sighs> madness. I loved it though, right? You gotta love it. Oh, yes. It was so good. Even the start of the match. I love that Moxley comes through the crowd, everything else. He's still sporting the uh, eye patch, looking yeah, like Metal Gear Moxley. Yeah. And Suzuki goes and grabs a chair. Like, what are you doing, bro? You have two chairs. He throws one to Moxley, and they just start off going crazy. Um, then they're wearing chairs around their necks after they hit someone over the head with them. <laughs> These dudes were just crazy in this. It was absolute madness. And then, of course, at the end, Moxley retains. And then freaking Zack Sabre Jr. comes out, ambushes Moxley, like choked him, body scissors, the whole nine. And then he was temporarily, you know, kind of like put out for a minute. And then uh, Zack holds up the U.S. Heavyweight Championship. Not going to lie, he looked good with it. He looked good. It didn't look bad. Yeah, the, the two Death Riders put away Suzuki. I like that. Yep. Um, ZSJ attacking afterwards, I thought it was a thing of beauty because now we go from Moxley having a matchup uh, with somebody who is the same as him to someone who is completely opposite now, yes. who is a wrestler, a catcher's catch kid. And I think people are going to get to see another side of Moxley that I think we've gotten to see, but I don't know if the fans of NJPW have gotten to see and he can actually wrestle, too. He can go at it with the best uh, in the ring and show some of his skills off. We prefer him to be a fighter and a brawler, but I think Moxley can uh, show some of his wrestling in-ring skills off in this one, in my opinion. Yeah, I think it would be nice to see in a New Japan ring. I really do. I think it would be different than what we get on AEW. It's different than what we've seen from him, uh, like versus Archer or versus Juice or now, you know, of course, versus Murder Grandpa, which just happened. I feel like this will be fresh and new for him in a lot of ways and in, in the avenues that he is pursuing with, of course, AEW and New Japan. So I'm here for that. I think it's going to be cool. I don't want them to keep flip-flopping these titles, though. I, I Sometimes it's okay, but I feel like it's been doing it a little too much. We've had the, the tag team issues. Now we have this. I'm a little nervous. I'm like, all right, let's kind of chill a little bit. If you're going to put it on him, let's let's leave it for a little while, right? I, you know what I did like about this? Mm-hmm. I did like the fact that I felt like Suzuki could win. Yep, I like that too. Uh, during the, like, gotch pile driver, some of these matches, I mean, let's be honest here. We, we kind of figure some of these were layups. Like, I didn't think Takahashi was in danger of losing the junior heavyweight title in this. Moxley, though, I felt could have lost. At this point, maybe because they wanted to just give Suzuki something to do, something to just give him to say, hey, we appreciate what you've done here. Take this. But they didn't go with that. And I like the fact that they're still riding out with Moxley for right now. And I like that ZSJ is the next um, challenger, it looks like, for the IWGP US title. I'm ready for that. I'm ready for that match. I think it's going to be a lot of fun as we push forward here and uh, in, uh, in our new beginning <laughs> as we talk about some excitement. Speaking of some excitement. Okay, I was remiss, and I left it out when it actually happened, but let's talk about it right now. Madison Square Garden, making their return, August the 22nd, same weekend as TakeOver and SummerSlam will be in New York. I mean, excuse me, uh, Boston, and uh, this will be in Madison Square Garden in New York, Wrestle Dynasty. And it's looking like they're going to give us a Wrestle Kingdom level Show here at MSG. Wow. 
I don't know what to say. I'm excited, but I'm I'm like, what what's going on? Like, what are we gonna get? It's it looks like it's gonna be amazing. My silence was the exact way I felt when I saw it come across. Now I think yep. we did this, a similar thing. I didn't watch this live as it happened. I waited until the next morning. Um, and when I saw that pop up, I avoided the internet like crazy. Like I was like, no social media until I watch most of this. I am not getting on. I don't care about Facebook. I don't care about Twitter right now. I have to watch this first so I can get my genuine reactions. And when I saw this pop up, I lost it because I said, this is amazing. And then I did the same thing you did. I'm like, when is this happening? Oh crap. And I went to SummerSlam last year and I was just like, could you imagine having to choose between going to SummerSlam, which is a fun show. I had fun last year at it, but I really want to go to one of these New Japan kind of big shows. And this Madison Square Garden one would be off the chain. Um, I don't know if you plan on going to this, Queen, but this looks really dope. And I wonder if they're going to integrate, like I said, maybe an NWA title match on here. Why Ooh. not? Ooh. Why- why not have a Ring of Honor title match or the Ring of Honor tag titles defended here, too? You could do so many things with this, and I really hope that it is like that G1 Supercard show. Mm-hmm. The, the honest deal is this. New Japan's going to carry it no matter what. Their brand is the number one out of all of those. Let them carry it, but get some exposure for some of these other guys. Work with them and create some interesting matchups, and I think it could be a lot of fun. Well, I think it's going to be a hell of a lot of fun. That G1 Supercard was one of my favorite uh, top three easy of the shows that I got to attend last year. I, I've never had so much fun. It was just a blast. MSG is such a special place, too. If you've ever been to a show there, you guys, it's, oh, my God. There's just something about it. The people that come, the vibe that you get, especially New Japan fans, it's something really, really cool. Um, and I'm really pumped that they're coming back. I, I'm going to plan to go. I was thinking, and Mr. Queen and I were talking about it. I was like, I've never been to a SummerSlam. I kind of, I really want to go. I don't really care so much about WrestleMania, and I know that's probably a little controversial, but I, I just don't like spending that amount of money. I just, I can't see myself doing it. Have you um, been to a Mania? You've never been to a Mania? I've never been to a Mania. And it, mm-hmm. like, I've never been, so I feel like it's on my bucket list, and like, I, I have to at least once. But I, I have a problem with their ticket prices. It's just, it's a little too much for me. And I have such bad eyesight that I need to, like, sit close. <laughs> not crazy close, but, like, close enough that I can see. And uh, I, I'm just – I I just can't justify it. But, you know, at some point, someday, maybe I'll try it. But I really want to go to SummerSlam. So I'm like, oh, Mr. Queen, what are we going to do? He's like, um, you're going to have to pick one. I'm like, oh, great. <laughs> so I can't be in two places at once. Uh, though I theoretically could make it to both since I'm literally <laughs> in the middle of New York and uh, Massachusetts. But I'm going to plan to go because this is going to be a really big show. And I I just, you know, when am I going to get the opportunity to see New Japan all the time? Yeah, like we, that. That, that's the crazy part. We don't really get too many chances. And when you go to a show now, I think yeah. a lot of people want to go to the bigger shows. Like, listen, I want good seats and I want to go to the big show. Mm-hmm. I want to see what this is all about. And I really, really, really want to try to go to this show badly. Yes. Um, so bad. But like I said, if you go to SummerSlam, Queen, you're not going to be disappointed with that either. I've been to SummerSlam. It was fun. I've been to Mania. I think the next one I want to check off is Royal Rumble. Yes, <laughs> like, do it. Get the yeah. big four. <laughs> yeah, but you know, we everybody on wrestling Twitter, like we all love going to these shows and having so much fun and interacting with each other when it comes down to it. But to put it back on Wrestle Dynasty 2020, like this is going to be a really good show. What, what do you think is what could you headline with? Oh my God, I don't know. I don't know. I'm trying to rack my brain around that. Like, what could you do? Because Dominion's a little bit before this, so I, it is a little bit before this, and that's huge for them. So, like, is Naito still going to even have two belts by that point? I don't even know. Probably not, right? I don't know. I don't know. The, the title defenses have been two for one, kind of. Like, if you win, yeah. you're the double champ. If you win, you're the double champ. If you win, you're the whatever you're going to be. Who knows? Um, I think, to be honest with you, I'm gonna we're going to have to see how this year plays out. Because August is a little bit far away. We do have Dominion. We do have a couple of things coming. And this year's going to be an interesting year because of the Olympics in Tokyo. Right? We're getting the G1 in the fall, which has never not it's not it's not like that it's like your summer program and i get super excited because i can stay up and watch everything 
and uh, it's summertime, and like I'm eating barbecue and enjoying my life, and now it's gonna be in the fall, and I don't know what to do. <laughs> yeah. But everything's gonna be kind of messed up, I feel like. So I'm gonna kind of hold off on that and kind of see how we progress towards, you know, obviously Dominion is absolutely huge, but it's you gotta imagine it's gotta be like Okada's gotta be in there somewhere. Whoever's the champion, if it's still Naito, has to be in there. Tanahashi, right. of course. It's it's got to be your Jay your White. main big players. Jay White. It's got to be. Right. I think so. I think you. I, I don't know. Con. See, I, here's the problem. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, we could have a Bushi in there too. The problem they don't like doing like um, triple threats and fatal four ways and stuff they in New don't. Japan. They, they want don't. the big one on one match, and I kind of agree that you don't want to dilute it yeah. any. We'll have yeah. to see. We'll see. We'll 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 hold off on that prediction until a little bit later in the year. But let's talk about this match right here. What happened in it? What it sets up for the future? The anniversary show coming up. What that sets up? Let's talk about your double champ match here. Naito versus Kenta. Kenta comes out squad deep with Bullet Club. Naito comes out by himself, just his two belts for company. Uh, Bullet Club is, you know, removed. Goodbye. And then we finally begin this match. Um, it was very interesting. There was a little bit of, he- not, not a little bit, a lot of bit of heel work from Kenta here. Uh, reluctant to begin the match, you know, kind of rolling out, doing stuff with the teddy bear, you know, just being a jerk as he usually is. And, um, you know, this got bloody by the, of course, removal of the turnbuckle pad and then the exposed turnbuckle. This got kind of crazy. Um, I really feel like it was a little bit slow to start, but really picked up midway through towards the end. Um, what a crazy match this was. A, a bloody Naito just kicking that Destino right in the gear, baby. And he retains. Um, what did you think about this match? Um, so from the beginning, Bullet Club getting booted. Tomatango, you can't push red shoes like that. No, what a jerk. What a jerk. <laughs> you can't do that. He's supposed to be the good guy. But good um guy. Good bad guy. <laughs> he he ended up getting the boot for everybody. It wasn't even just him, it was like everybody get out. You you messed it up for everybody. So I get it. They went to the back, Bullet Club, you know, they're kind of the cool bad kids in the cafeteria getting kicked out. Fine. So we get into the match. I didn't I don't know about the stalling in the beginning. I at, at first I was like, okay, this is kind of old school. And then all of a sudden I, I grew really tired of it quickly. Um I, I didn't like that Kenta just kept walking around to the outside of the ring, mm-hmm. you know, mocking people. I'm like, all right, let's get on with this here. But maybe it was because it was the middle of the day for me. I'm like, all right, I got stuff to do. Like get back in the ring and let's start seeing the fight happen. Um he did a lot of stalling. And another observation that I wanted to see if you agree with this. Uh, Naito, does he seem banged up? Like a a little bit. He was a little slow, right? A little kind of awkward. Since Wrestle Kingdom, I've been saying this. Naito seems really like beat up, knees hurting. He just seems out of it. Not out of it, but like he just seems like, oh my god. Okay, let me do this now. And he's doing all of his big moves. He's still hitting everything. It's just, I'm like, maybe this dude needs a, a rest for a little bit, like a big rest, like keep him off a big card or something. But Naito probably has been waiting for this opportunity, and he's not going to sit down. Uh, he's going to ride till the wheels fall off, so to speak. And I'm not mad at him for it. I just feel like he's beat up. I can just see it on him. I, and maybe I'm wrong in my observations. Maybe he'd be like, you're absolutely wrong. But Naito just seems really tired. Um, I like in the match too that Kenta used Daniel Bryan's move. If you yes. guys don't know, he, like there, Punk, huh? Punk and Bryan stole his move. So I like in the matchup that he used the LaBelle lock at one point on Naito. Sure did. And, and not only that, but the Destino counter was really dope. I thought when he tried to flip him up for the GTS and he caught him, really good stuff. And I think the blood when he took off the turnbuckle padding. And threw him headfirst into it. I don't know if that was hard way or how they did that, but marvelous, marvelous how it looks so real. Like when I saw, it, I was like, "What happened to you?" And I, I, you know, I know how this happens in wrestling, but it's just like, "What happened to you, bro? Why are you bleeding that much?" And I started thinking, I'm like, "Is Kenta about to win this?" And it, it just worked. It helped the match so much. And I was like, 
oh, oh, this this could be a really big thing. Destino for the win, and nothing was better than seeing a bloody Naito like kind of just show he's a true warrior, holding up both the belts and everything at the end. Really good stuff. I agree. It needed that little bit of a push, I feel like, towards the end. Plus, we had those interferences from Jay White and then Bushi and then Hiromu. And it's like, okay, all right, relax. Everything's fine. Um, It just was a lot going on in that liminal section after, like, nothing happening in the beginning, I feel like. So it was very strange. And I, I, too, feel the same way about Naito. I just look at him and I'm like, Man, he needs a nap. Like, just let him go home. You know, he just needs to chill out. Like, go to a go have a spa day, Naito. Okay, <laughs> drink a little tequila, have a good time, relax. I, I just feel like he needs a little bit of a vacay. <laughs> like he went through a war. Like, leave him alone. You know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he wrestled two nights back to back at Wrestle Kingdom, and I just think he that did. the the strong style is taking a toll on him right now. Yeah, he could be right there, but nevertheless, in just under thirty six minutes. Naito retains both belts, still bleeding profusely from his face. <laughs> he calls out Takahashi for a singles match, champion versus champion. As tradition, at the 48th anniversary show next month, they mutually agreed. They're both very excited to face one another because they never have. And uh, I- I'm really looking forward to what these two are going to bring. I feel like it's going to be a total banger. Yeah, I think they're just going to have a good match with each other. Yeah. Uh, I, I like the fact that they brought up history and how you told me one day that this match would happen. And now yes. it's kind of like coming. It's like opening the book like, okay, well, what happens? Let's see. Um, This this is going to be a fun match here. I think it's going to be a good one for the anniversary show. And, I, you know, it's nice when they tie it in like that. I agree. They brought up the history. They brought up their connection. You told me it was going to happen. And look, it is. And I love that. Um. Phew, what a show. I'd say for me, I feel like the first half was, it's all right. But the second <laughs> half really just kicks it into gear. And it's kind of typical for New Japan for me. There's lots of matches in the beginning that I'm not too interested in, or I'm not that invested in, or i like, oh, I'll watch that later, and I'll just watch the big stuff now and then go back. Uh, that's kind of how I feel about it. But the second half was a real treat. There's a lot of really cool things coming out, new storylines, um, with like, you know, Zach versus Moxley coming out of that. We're going to get finally, uh, after all this time, according to Hiromu, we're getting <laughs> Hiromu versus Naito. There's stuff going on here that I feel like is going to propel us towards this anniversary show coming up next month. And then what's to come for the future uh, shows in New Japan this year. I, I don't know. I think it's going to be very, very interesting what they're going to do with these two belts. Are they ever going to split them back up? Will that happen? Will Naito retain for a long time? Will we see that? At least the heavyweight belt, um, Intercontinental, I feel like is the one that's going to split from him. But I don't know. What do you think about all of this now that we've reflected back? Um, I really like what they're doing. I'm I'm actually interested in the tag title scene, too. Uh, yeah. I really want to see what they're going to do here. I would love to see Tanahashi and Ibushi possibly get a reign with each other. Um, I, I want to see what happens. I'm really invested in the Ibushi and Sonata storylines as singles competitors, too. Uh, I feel like there's just something in store for the both of them, and I feel like they're going to be the next generation uh, main eventing those Wrestle Kingdoms. Mm. And it's just a matter of when is it going to happen, and will Okada still be involved? And I think he will be, which is going to make things even more inter- interesting. Um, there's a lot to be happy about with New Japan Pro Wrestling going forward. Like you said, I like their match cards and the structure. It's kind of like a ladder. It's a slow climb. You get your legends in the beginning. You had a lot of multi-man tag matches then. And then it finally led into the main card once you got to the, uh, the Jay White Sonata match. And they just climbed. Like, okay, now we're going to get to the big junior heavyweight match. Now we're going to get to the big IWGP US title match. And then you got your double dash champ champ match and it really built up and they left us with a lot to look forward to in different feuds and just giving us something to look forward to and that's the main thing you want to come away from when you watch these big pay-per-views yeah something to look forward to something to be excited about storylines to be invested in wrestlers to get behind is i mean what else can you really want other than that i feel like when i watch wrestling that's what i want i want to care about 
what you're giving me to look at. I want to care about the people that you're presenting. And I feel like New Japan does that very, very well. And plus, there's a lot of things that weren't even touched, like, you know, Shingo and and all that, what's going on over there. And yeah, there's there's more things to be said here, Conrad. I feel like we could talk about New Japan forever. But alas, it is time. And we must say goodbye. But I, before we do, I must say, I'm so glad that you and I got a chance to talk New Japan. It's so much fun talking any wrestling with you, but especially New Japan, it's so nice that we have like this little tiny crew within the former BBR that's like so gung-ho on New Japan. It's so <laughs> so much fun uh, to chit-chat with all of y'all when, when we get going about New Japan. But for you to come uh, and join me today has been an absolute treat. And uh, as if they don't know already... Please let them know where they can follow you, where they can get your awesome show. You do so many things, Conrad. Like, I can't keep up. <laughs> you got so many shows going on. Your YouTube is off the chain, uh, and it's so much fun. I try to pop in as best I can because it's always late, and I'm like, I got to go to bed, but I got to say hi to Conrad. So uh, let them know, buddy. Well, before I even plug any of my stuff, first I must thank you for uh, having me on. Uh, you are an incredible, incredible podcaster. And I think you are one of the best that does it. And if people are listening to this and they haven't hit the subscribe button, you're absolutely crazy. Uh, you got to hit subscribe. Queen talks about some of the best things in pro wrestling each and every week. She has so many people from the wrestling community on her shows giving their thoughts, their perspectives. And I like the fact that it's kind of free-flowing. And it's just like we're having a conversation with each other any other time. So Thank you for having me on, and I wanted you to know that you are valued and appreciated in this community first. Oh, you're the man, Conrad. I'm going to go ugly cry. Jeez. <laughs> no, thank no you so crying. much. No, oh, right, crying. no crying. No crying <laughs> in baseball, right? That's what they say. Yeah. But anyway, thank you so much. That was so kind of you, and I feel the exact same way about you. You, you know you're my girl, so listen. <laughs> You guys can find me on Twitter at EPW Show. You guys can go on to YouTube looking for more subscribers to the YouTube channel. So make sure you just type in everything pro wrestling. Hit the subscribe button. I think we're at 1.07 subscribers. We'd like to get that to 2K as soon as we can. And um, I'm. you guys can go on my Twitter. There's a link tree. We got merch stores, podcasts, everything you could imagine. Just go there. Check me out. And uh, talk some pro wrestling with me on Twitter. I would love to have you guys do that. Oh, Conrad's awesome with all of that. He has really dope interactive tweets. So make sure you do that because he always asks really cool questions. And I'm always sitting here like, hmm, how am I going to answer this? <laughs> Very interesting. So uh, definitely check him out. Please give him a follow. You know what to do. Conrad, thanks again. And as always, dear listeners, enjoy the rest of your day. And please be kind to one another. Mm-hmm.